This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning. This is Sport Today, your weekday sports news podcast that puts you ahead of the game. I'm Sam Ferris. And I'm Lucy Watkin. It's Thursday, the 18th of August. In your Sport Today, Australia's crammed cricket calendar... Elia Green opens up on his transition, Ash Barty's new job, and Elon Musk trolls some football fans. This is your Sport Today. Cricket leads today's show, and if you tuned in yesterday, you'll remember us talking about the schedule for Australia's women's cricket team over the next few years. Well, now we know what the men are up to and loose. There's a lot of cricket coming up. Aussie cricket fans won't go wanting, that's for sure. (laughs) So yesterday, cricket's global governing body, the International Cricket Council, released the next four-year cycle of the Future Tours program, which maps out all the international cricket until March 2027. Between now and then, Australia's men's team will play 49 tests, 52 one-day internationals and 63 T20 matches, plus games at World Cups and possibly two World Test Championship finals finals if the Aussies qualify. As usual, each summer is jam-packed with cricket, but the Aussies will be doing a heap of travelling as well. They'll visit all the big teams and tour places like Ireland, Zimbabwe, Netherlands and Afghanistan. So much going on, Luce. Too much cricket is never enough for us. Uh, (laughs) While Australia does play heaps of different opponents, when we dig a little deeper, the Aussies will play India and England at least once a year and at some unusual times as well. Yeah, so from August next year, Australia is going to play 20 tests against England and India and 20 tests against all other nations. They'll also play more white ball matches against India and England. From now on, Australia's test series against India will be five tests instead of four, the same as an Ashes series. And given Cricket Australia makes the bulk of their broadcast revenue off those series, you can see why. But with the schedule so busy, Australia has had to make some compromises to fit everything in. With every country wanting to prioritise their own domestic comp, it means Australia will play the Ashes in June and July next year instead of the traditional time slot in August and later in 2027 play in India in the middle of January so there's no clash with the Indian Premier League. Yeah, it's all very tricky because almost all test-playing nations want to play over the summer in the Southern Hemisphere. I've put a link in the show notes to the FTP if you want to map out exactly how much cricket you're going to watch over the next four and a half years. Today's trivia question brought to you by Sportsmate and Mobile. Who are the reigning world test champions? Uh, Luce, give us a clue. Well, they are considered the nice guys of test cricket. Yes, they certainly are, Luce. Uh, Find out the answer at the end of the show. Rugby Sevens Olympic gold medal winner Elliot Green has revealed he's transitioned to male, the first Aussie Olympian to do so. Green says he hopes his story can save the lives of those who are struggling with gender and identity issues, just like he did. Yeah, Green won gold with Australia's Rugby Sevens team at the 2016 Rio Olympics, but says his depression hit a new level of sadness when he missed out on selection for the Tokyo Games last year. He says one of the positives that got him through it was his pre-planned transition 
surgery, which he says was the best decision of his life. There's been a big focus on trans athletes this year, and Green says the decision to exclude trans athletes from competing in sports like rugby and swimming is disgraceful and harmful. At 29 years old, his rugby days are now over, so now he wants to lead by example for his young daughter. This story has gone all over the world, not just here in Australia. Green first shared the news in a video and I've put a link to it in the show notes if you want to check it out. Ash Hawker might not be a household name, but what he is, is Australia's world champion shooter. Earlier this month, he held his nerve to win in Italy, but the thing is, he wasn't even meant to be there, Luce. If you need an example of someone making the most of an opportunity, Ash Hawker from Horsham in Victoria is the guy. (laughs) Hawker was the first reserve for the World Championships in Italy earlier this month, but a mate of his pulled out to go on a holiday. So Hawker took his spot and the rest is history. Hawker competed in Universal Trench, which is where clay targets are launched one at a time at different speeds and angles from five different traps in a trench in front of the shooter. Hawker, he 197 of his 200 targets, but it looked like the final was going to a shoot-off with reigning world champ Mario Fuentes from Spain just needing to hit his last target, but he missed and Hawker is now the new world champion. He certainly is. He said, there's nothing better when you're wearing the green and gold and you can achieve a dream. Luce, if that's not an Aussie world champion, I don't know what is. (laughs) Last week, we told you about the story of a baseball player whose phone slipped out during a game. Uh, It was all accidental and everyone laughed it off, except the player now who has been suspended for one game. So the context here is that Pittsburgh Pirates infielder Rodolfo Castro's phone fell out of his back pocket as he slid for third base against Arizona last week. Castro had been called up from the minor leagues to play that day and after the match explained how he was horrified by the incident and that it was unintentional. Bringing phones onto the field is, of course, against the rules and Major League Baseball has cracked down hard on teams trying to get an advantage using technology. So even though this was a mistake, they've been and find Castro, but Castro is going to appeal the ban because he wants to make sure the league knows his version of the story. Yeah, he says he wants the league to understand his heart behind everything. Uh, He can still play until the appeal is over, but if you haven't seen it, I'll put a link to it in your show notes. It feels like only yesterday that Ash Barty shocked us all by retiring from tennis at the age of 25 as the number one player in the world. That was back in March, and since then, she's played a bit of golf, authored some children's books, and got married. Well, we now know she's got a new job, loose. Barney is now the chief of inspiration at Optus. As far as job titles go, this sounds like one that I want to do, to be honest. (laughs) So what does chief of inspiration do? Well, according to Optus, Barney will feature in a mix of content initiatives, employee engagement programs, and community-focused campaigns aimed at connecting Australians together and inspiring them to say yes to their dreams, goals, and ambitions. Barney's new teammate at Optus will be Formula One driver Daniel Ricciardo. He's been the chief of optimism since 2020. It says he tries to look at things with a half glass full perspective. Yeah, that's a pretty good outlook, Luce, because Barty and Ricciardo said yes to a beer after a round of golf the other day. Um, What would you be the chief of, Luce? I think I'd be the chief of fun. (laughs) The chief of fun. (laughs) You're hired. Congratulations. (laughs) 
There's a fair bit of heat on Manchester United at the moment since losing their first two matches of the new English Premier League season. Some of the attention was taken off them yesterday when the world's richest man, Elon Musk, sent out a tweet saying he's going to buy the club. Turns out it was just a joke, but Lucy could have afforded it. Well, Forbes calculates Musk's worth to be $385 billion and he just sold $10 billion worth of Tesla stock. So he should have enough. (laughs) Musk is known for being really rich, really smart and being a really big troll on Twitter. (laughs) Yesterday, he sent a tweet saying he's buying Manchester United and it added a little bit of fuel to the fire of Man News fans who want the club's American owners, the Glazers, removed after years of poor results. Man United is valued at close to $6 billion, so he can afford it. But five hours later, Musk said it was just a long running joke on Twitter. He says he's not buying any sports teams. I'll tell you what, if Man U lose Liverpool this week and stay at the bottom of the table, those fans just might beg Elon Musk to buy the club. All right. We're running out of show, but before we go, the answer to today's trivia question brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile. Who are the reigning world men test cricket champions? Loose, they're the nice guys of cricket. Who are they? They are, of course, the nice guys, and they are New Zealand. Yep, New Zealand is right. They've won the Spirit of Cricket Award a few times, so they are officially the nice guys of world cricket. Uh, all right, that is us done. Have a great Thursday. Loose and I will be back tomorrow to wrap up the week. We'll catch you then.